Welcome to the All Things Reality TV podcast. My name's Champagne and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith. And today we are joined with our very first guest. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. All right, so today me and Champagne are joined with a very special guest. This former Survivor player was able to score an impromptu casting interview with Jeff Probst where she had to sell herself in front of a crowd of other people. Once on Survivor Season 39, Island of the Idols, she was able to strategically maneuver her way through the game, remaining a part of the majority plan for 9 out of the 10 tribal councils that she attended. She made it all the way to the finale where she missed out on the final tribal council after coming up short in the fire making challenge. After her time on Survivor, she began to post her Survivor Secrets videos on TikTok in an attempt to just reach 1,000 followers so she could go live on the app. 332,000 followers later, she definitely passed that goal. Welcome our very first guest to the All Things Reality TV podcast, Lauren Ashley Beck. Lauren, how's it going? How are you doing today? That's not me. You guys just made me seem so cool. You are. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm doing so great, Lathan Champagne. I'm so grateful to be here and talk my favorite show with you guys. So thank you so much for having me on. Literally such an honor. So me and Champagne, we've been doing this podcast for about four months now. And when we first started, we wanted Lauren Ashley back. I felt I feel like I already know her. I'm on her lives every day commenting some funny stuff. I've got to make my presence known. Um, and so I already feel like I'm like talking to my friend right now. So this is really an exciting and amazing opportunity. So we're really happy Lauren's here with us today. Yeah, that means so much to me, you guys. Honestly, TikTok has become, I feel like you guys are my friends too. Like I feel so connected to you through a show that I like late when you're in my lives, like when I'm talking, I'm talking to you, you know, like I, I, I feel, yeah. and I feel like you have my back in that space. TikTok has been such a positive experience for me. Um, but yeah, I just want to let you both know champagne, you too. Like it, it goes both ways. Like I feel the same exact way. I know we're like strangers wow. to you, but like through your content, through even watching you through Survivor, I feel like I know you. I feel like we're friends, but like in reality, like we're kind of strangers. I know. Isn't it crazy <laughs> how something like that can bring people together? But it, like, yeah, but honestly, if we met in person, I think it'd be we'd be fine. <laughs> oh, for sure. Feels like that already. Yes. <laughs> Girl, when are you doing meet and greets? I people yeah. keep asking me this, but I'm like, do people actually want to? Maybe we'll do like we'll get like a bunch of survivors so that there's more zhuzh and mm. more excitement. Um, but you know, pandemic, Patricia, all that stuff. Once that ends, oh for right. sure, got the panorama going. Yeah, on. not the yeah. panorama, the pandemic Lovato. We can't do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once once the world heals, which I'm hopeful, um, then yeah, I would love to do something like that. If people want to meet me, I love. I'm a people person. You guys know I can't shut up, so I would love to meet. Yeah. People. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It'd be so crazy to me because, like, for me, this is the first time I'm talking to anyone that's ever been on Survivor. Kelly Wentworth oh, follows me. We yeah. DM for a little bit. But that's nothing compared to this. Love so, Kelly like, Wentworth. just exactly. So as, like, a diehard Survivor fan, just being able to talk to someone like this, um, I'm sure you'd have tons of people lining up to, to talk to you. So thank you. You guys are so sweet. <laughs> and Lauren, actually, before we get into the questions, interesting enough, 39 was actually my first ever season. So 39, I know it's crazy because like I am a huge, literally my TikTok is called All Things Reality, but I was super into Big Brother, the challenge, but your season was the first I've ever watched. So I felt like super connected to you, to Tommy, to Elaine, to Karishma, to everybody. It was, it's, it's like my first season, you know, so it holds a big like place in my heart. Well, I'm glad you continue to watch after our season. Yes. Yes, I love... <laughs> I'm grateful that you did find highlights of the season, and I'm trying more and more, as we get into the interview, I'm sure we'll talk about things, but, like, I'm trying more and more to 
speak to the positives of my season and highlight some of it. Like Elaine is a highlight of that season. Karishma is a highlight of that season. Tommy, you know, winning is a highlight of that season. So there are positives and um, I made lifelong friendships and they're stuck with me forever. So, yeah. So when you first get to Survivor, cause like as a fan, obviously you guys didn't even have a marooning. You guys kind of just pulled up to the beach. What's going through your head when you just get dropped off by a production boat and you have to fend for yourself? What's going through your mind? There's so many things going through your mind when you're first going to that island. It's like, am I going to have a marooning? What am I going to do? Where is Jeff Probst? How is this going to start? Your mind is going a million miles a minute. And up until that point, you can't talk to anybody. So you're all awkwardly staring at each other. It's like the first day of school. You know, it's, it's very, very weird. Um, I have to be honest with you. As a survivor nerd, I was super disappointed that we didn't get a marooning. I already had a plan yeah. of what I was going to do, how I was going to be pretending to throw chickens off the boat, but I was really going to be looking for advantage. Advantages. Like I had it down pat, ready to go. And then they're like, all right, you guys, we're going to pull up to this island and you can't talk until you walk up to your tribe flag. And I was like, what is going on? This is so weird. But again, in modern day survivor, I know that they have all these weird twists. So I was like, maybe there's going to be some cool element, which it ended up being, but in the moment, right. we didn't know that that's what it was. And it was it was really weird. And I literally, I think the first thing I said that you hear me saying on camera is, where's Jeff? Because I was so confused. Yes. Like, where is this <laughs> that was man? question. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was crazy. Crazy cool, I should say. Yeah. And so what do you like... I always have this question, like when I'm watching Survivor, like what are you doing in... Because obviously it's so overwhelming. You're on the beach what are you doing to try to set yourself up strategically? Are you thinking like that as soon as you get there or how do you approach that? I absolutely think that the second that you hit the beach, you have to put yourself in a strategical mindset. You have to because everybody else there is doing that. And if they're not, then they're already two steps behind, which is, it's a horrible way to put it, but it's true. You know? So when I'm on the boat before we're even starting the game, when I'm on the plane on the way to Fiji, I'm analyzing people. I'm trying to see who's doing what, who's reading what book, what are they into? Can I hear some music maybe that they're playing on their iPod that has no Wi-Fi? Like I'm a nosy bee. So I think that worked to my advantage. Um, when you're moving through those moments, those, because people always ask me on TikTok, like, what is it like when you first get there? Like, is it nerve wracking? How do, how do you, how do you move through that? And I think the best thing to do is just try to talk to everyone and work through your nerves. And that's essentially what I did because I'm loud. And because I talk a lot and I have a strong personality. One of the main things that I told myself is I'm going to have to pull it back because I know who I am in the world. And like, I crave connecting with people and like, I meet strangers and like, we're best friends. Like you guys, like we're, we're friends, you know? And I think that knowing that about myself, I like you even see in the beginning when we're all going around and saying each other's names, it's like killing me. I'm like hiding behind my smile that like, I want to talk so bad, but I didn't do it because I wanted to not show that I was so social in the beginning. I didn't want to show all my cards. Um, so that's what I did. I think what you excel in, you are so socially aware. You're analyzing everybody. You know your social awareness. And it's just, it shows. And you're, I feel like you're such a social person that it really helped everything. You're just overanalyzing everything, but in a positive way to help your game out strategically. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that, Champagne. You're so sweet. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyone can notice this. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. That was probably like, I would say your biggest strength as a viewer, what I saw really was your social team. And honestly, that's really what, what made you such a threat at the end. Um, and honestly, I feel like in the beginning, because I just rewatched your season last week to prepare for this interview, and I honestly felt like you were looked over in the beginning. I, as a viewer, the first time I watched it, definitely overlooked you in the first episode, or not the first episode, the first vote that you were a part of, because um, it was going towards maybe Jason or Nora, if it was one of those two, and then you're the first person on camera to say, I want Molly out, and I was like, damn, like, I didn't even <laughs> notice that the first time. So, like, when that happened, and I was like, wow, that's really impressive, because I'd be terrified to just say that outright and not go along with the votes. So, what went into that vote? Were you like the first one to say that? Or was it you just the first one shown to say that? Like what went into so, that? So it was a combination of both Kelly and I that both had said it because what happened was I had heard that Molly had thrown out my name. And when you are in Survivor and you hear that, especially in the very beginning, it feels very like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? It's like fight or flight, like holy shit. It was a knee-jerk reaction, but I also know that in Survivor, when you're trying to build relationships with people, if you're not forthcoming about how you're feeling, people are going to see through that. And I think that if I had said, I'll just go with Jason or I'll just go with Nora, then I would have been seen as somebody that was just a yes man. And I think I even said that in my interview, somebody that just, just would go with the flow, which in, in Survivor, you do sometimes need to do that. However, I felt like at that moment, I didn't have anyone to protect me. So I had to make a move because I saw the effect that Molly had. Molly is a very strong player. I saw this within the first three yeah. days because you guys have to remember the yeah. first three days, we didn't have anything going on. We didn't have a challenge until the third day. So that whole time wow. being my over analytical self, I'm watching her. I'm watching these boys follow her around. I'm telling Tommy, I just want you to know how you're being perceived. Jack and Jamal are following her around and everybody is sort of, and Perception is reality out there. So for me, it was like, okay, if Molly is this strong this early, if we get to the merge, she is going to have a hold over people like that. And I don't know why or how she's so charismatic. She was getting along with everybody. And I was just like, I don't want to bring a threat like that to the merge. Also, I think this is what ultimately hurt Molly's game. Before the game started, we watched Heroes vs. Villains with Parv. Which I actually think that Survivor should stop doing this because what happened was, because we're not allowed to talk, we're zoning in on this game, right? We are zoning in. Oh my gosh, this person's mm -hmm. doing that. This person's... So Parv was flirting and doing this and that. So right off the bat, somebody says, oh, Molly's like Parv. Well, that's not true. However, we're going to run with it because nobody wants to go home. So everyone right. ran with that. And it was like... That was just the vote that made sense. And and I felt like for me, especially going into the game as a black woman, I knew that I wasn't, I already wasn't set up for success on that game. It's, 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 it just, that's just the way that it is. And so I knew that if my name was being thrown out, that I had to do something right away or else it could be my ass. And I think I even said that too. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where like, I just feel like for me, if I didn't say that in that moment, I, I even said, I felt like I was on the bottom and, and I felt like, and it was too soon to have these like bottoms and tops. Like I was like, this is too much. And so how am I going to position myself? I'm going to take the two people that are the underdogs. I'm going to go talk to them, get them on my side and try to get somebody out. I already was cool with Kelly and Janet. So it was just a window of opportunity and I took it and I'm glad that they, they accepted it because it could have been the other way around. 
Well, that's the power of being a super fan and knowing if they're not with you, they're against you. And you got to get out the people who are not with you because they'll throw out your name. They'll do anything to get the blood off their hands onto you. In the beginning, too, it's so important to pay attention to who is not talking to you. Because then it's like, okay, girl, uh-uh, okay, so we're not, we don't, and, and this is, it's so funny now because, like, Molly, she flew out, we, we're not supposed to hang out after, while we're airing, but Molly came to my birthday party, like, we're good friends, like, I love her to death, but it's just, like, in a game like that, I, I wasn't, the risk, the reward, it, I just wasn't about to play with that money, I wasn't, so. Mm-hmm. No, it makes complete sense. So you had mentioned that you were really close with, you said, um, was it Elaine and Kelly you said that were the two secured votes? Or was it Janet and Kelly you said were the two that you already were really close with? Yeah, Janet, Kelly, and I had already, like, Kelly was the first person that I had really solidified a bond with. Like, she was the first person, and we'll get more into her vote as well. Um, She was the first person that it was like, we feel good. And then her and I actually had had a separate conversation about Molly feeling cagey. And that's when she told me, I don't want you to freak out. But yes, like I, she, your name has been thrown out by her. So it was like, I just have to go. And then Janet, she was our mom. So like I, the first day I went up to Janet and I said, listen, I know historically how people look at you and I in this game. You're an older woman. I'm a black woman. But I want you to know that that because Reem was fresh in my mind. And I remember she had gotten voted out. And I was like, Janet, I want you to know your age is not a factor for me. I look at you as a person and I'm looking forward to getting to know you. Um, So right off the bat, Janet, she became my mama Jay. We were like this. Um, So, yeah, I felt that I could trust those two women. And and we we did it. We we did. So if. At what point did Tommy become that ride or die for you, that number one? If at, at first those two were your um, closest bond, was Tommy already um, a duo with you? Or was it later on that that, that uh, alliance developed? Um, it was later on. I would say maybe about day six. So Tommy, to be honest with you, I didn't even really notice him. Like, I, I <laughs> the first, really, truly, and I tell him this all the time. I The first time I saw Tommy or like really noticed him, I called him a nerd with muscles. That was like my nickname for him. Wow. And I saw him pregame and we're not supposed to talk to each other. But the first thing I said to him under my breath, because it was so hot, I was like, Ooh, you need sunscreen. And then I walked in and I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh no. I was like, he doesn't know me in real life and he's gonna think I'm a bee. And like, he's gonna, I was like, oh my God, this kid is gonna think I'm horrible. So, flash forward to the game. So funny. We start and I still didn't notice him. We were friendly and like had kind of connected and like he had told me he was gonna get engaged and all this stuff. And so we'd kind of talked about that. And then, one day, I forgot what it was. He was asking me about weaves and my hair. And like, I just thought it was so funny. We were talking about it for hours. So this is something that's really important. And this is, this is the night, and Tommy would tell you the same thing. The night that our alliance was solidified, in Survivor, you have to pay attention to where people are sleeping in the shelter because that's how people are aligned. So in our shelter, there was always a dry spot. And I don't think it was, knowing them now, I don't think it was an intentional, but in the game, it felt intentional. So Jamal, Jack, and Mm -hmm. Molly were always in the dry spot. Myself, Nora, Dan, and Tommy were always on the outside. And Kelly always like was somewhere in the middle there. So people started to notice this pattern. So one night it was pouring rain. It was, it was like freeze dried rain. Tommy was on the outside of the shelter. This was like the third night him and I had both been on the outside of the shelter And the rain was blowing into his back. 
and he's like shaking and like shivering and I hear Nora and Nora's pissed she's like these people uh, like she was so mad and then I literally just take my whole body and I just wrap it around Tommy and I was like come here and we just all like used our body warmth to make each other warm that was the night that our alliance was solidified and we made a promise to each other you knew it that we were going to take care of each other and have each other's backs no matter what and I think it's really important in the beginning um, to solidify a bond like that because like in life you know how you have to have that one person that you just can talk to about everything and not feel judged yep. I think it's important to have that in the game as well my downfall was at some point I decided that my friendship was more important than a million dollars and I guess you could look at it, it it depends on how you look at it I gained an amazing friend I needed that money but at some point subconsciously <laughs> I decided that my friendship was more important and um yeah, so our, our so I would say like day five, six was when Tommy and I really decided this is how we're going to play the game together. And we did. We re- we truly did until the end. And, you know, he had to do what he had to do. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at the end. But um, you played such a loyal game like this entire time, like still to the end, you voted for Tommy to win. So that shows a lot about your character. Like you're not a bitter jury. You know what I mean? You... You're, you played such a loyal game, and I respect that so much. Thank you, Champagne. For you sure. know, I have to be honest with you. A lot of people at Ponderosa, and this is no shade, no tea on my cast, but they really wanted me to shit on Tommy. They really wanted me to stand up. Yep. There was somebody there. I won't say names, but they asked me to stand up in uh. tribal and take credit for all of the moves because Tommy was, I was the wind beneath Tommy's wings and that I made him. That is what they wanted me to do. And I was the best campaign manager for him. I did the exact opposite because my head was still spinning from losing. I couldn't even... These people were insane, you guys. They had notebooks with my name. Oh, my God. I, I want, Somebody had... They gave us all journals there. There was a journal sitting on the counter at the bar at Ponderosa, and my name was on it, and it was, like, crossed out because they had, like, mapped oh out. Like, so then I saw, like, <laughs> Nora, Dean, Tommy. They, it, it's like... A, Ponderosa is, like, a whole nother game. So... I, they really, and then like, I can remember them being like, so what did Nora, it was like an interrogation. Like, so what did Nora say bad about us when we left? So what did this person say bad about? And then you also have to fight the horrible things and lies that people have told about you when they come back to Ponderosa. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So yes, I appreciate you saying I was loyal. I, 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 I did say that if I wanted anybody to win, I wanted it to be Tommy as well. So if it wasn't me, so that's, I'm glad that it worked out that way. And to be honest with you, like, he deserved it. At the end, the two that he was sitting next to, he was yep. very smart by putting them there because they did not impact the game in any way. So I, I think yep. that it makes So that's the thing. Like, and I think a lot of people get really hung up on like, well, Dean should have won. And it's like, you also, maybe Dean... Like, I think people want people to were win. saying that? That, that was, was like a consensus? consensus oh my gosh. I think it's a couple of things. I think it's because people <laughs> think Dean is hot, which, okay, give the man his credit. Then I think it's because he found, which is so shallow, right? But then I think it's because he found all these advantages. But like Tommy said, they didn't impact the He barely the used them properly. And more times than not, and you guys even saw one of the times CBS did Dean a service, he recommended splitting the votes in front of the people that were voting out multiple times he did this multiple <laughs> yes. times and it made it multiple even worse. times yeah. yes and like i loved him to death but like it just tommy set himself up to win he did and he yes. did it well so i'm curious 
how long did it take you to watch the entire season? Because I know some people on Big Brother, to this day, they still have not watched their season. So after Survivor, did you watch it right away or did you wait a while to watch it? Yeah, so in the beginning, like before the merge episode, we were all so excited. Like when we got home, we were all the best of friends. We were so close. We went to visit Elaine. We went to Rhode Island to visit Aaron, uh, Jamal, and Elizabeth. We Like a bunch of us went. Uh, pretty much my whole cast besides Dan. And um, I, so up until the merge episode, yeah, I was having watch parties. I was really enjoying it. I was doing all of that. And then before our, the merge episode aired, um, production and Jeff started putting calls out to all of us. And I don't know if anybody's ever talked about this publicly, but I really don't care. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, so basically they were calling us to let us know that there was going to be some things shown on the merge episode and that some of us were going to get a lot of hate. I didn't get one of those calls. There were a few women from my season that did get those calls, um, just to prepare them for what we may see. So I had actually had, cause I had a lot of people on the East coast. So Tommy, I was like, can you please watch the episode? I'm not going to do a watch party. And um, he texted me and he was like, we're fine. Like, you're good. We didn't say anything. Everything's fine. Like, it's fine. He's like, there's other people that are going to get a lot of shit. So I watched the episode. I'm like, it's fine. And then I start getting death threats, people calling me the N word. I'm being told that I should kill myself, um, that the kids that I nanny, that I, they were saying some really crazy things. Okay. That's why like through TikTok and Survivor Secrets, I really have been able to find my love for Survivor again. For sure. And I think it's really great that you have gotten on TikTok and been doing that because when I first watched your season, I, obviously, I, I love all Survivor people, right? But I feel like I didn't really know you too well. They honestly gave you a lackluster edit for the kind of person you are, right? Especially like watching what? the fact I was... This, this speaks to the fact that they only had one female editor and no people of color. So how can somebody on the right. editing room floor tell my story exactly. when they don't know me? Of course, Devin's got an amazing edit. Everybody that's editing him is of just course, like him. Yeah, <laughs> and no shade, no teal. That's good, good for him. Yeah. But like, you're right. That's why at the end, everyone's like, wait, Lauren's a threat? What? Exactly. Because they really didn't make you look like you were the one making those moves. I had to like really keep my eye out for it in the rewatch where I was like, wow, she really was the one, a part of those moves. And in the intro, I said you were in on nine out of the 10 majority votes. Not all of them went your way because of idol plays. Sometimes you were a part of like a split vote, but nine out of the 10 of the majority votes you were a part of. That's insanely impressive. Not many people have that kind of voting record. So the fact that they didn't highlight that more and make you maybe even a decoy winner or someone that we could root for to win, it's shocking to me. It was really it was really crazy in a rewatch to see. I absolutely agree. I was like, you know, even just, I know it's not the Lauren show, but just based on how much personality I have, I was very surprised at how much I was in the background. I think that this, and this is again, no shade to Tommy's game, but I think it's because I was so closely aligned with the winner that it was hard to highlight my moves without, because mm -hmm. we did everything together. Yeah. Right. So like, I, and I think like, even after I won individual immunity, they went to a confessional of Tommy. Like, why? Yeah, yeah like, why? why did you? <laughs> I sat there and cried about dreaming of having this necklace on my neck, and that didn't make the cut. I don't get it. It's, it's, yeah. Right. Yeah. it's and weird. And you were the one who they wanted to vote out that day. day. It, so that was like, like my you, moment. You just like, you try on the victory. And I didn't even know that, Laith, until we were going to air. And then Elaine was like, I got to tell you something. And I was like, oh, shit, what is <laughs> going on? 
<laughs> and she was like, girl, you were, she, well, the way she says it, Lauren, you was this close to going home. You was this close. Nora wanted to vote your ass out. That's what she always says. And I, I was like, oh yeah, this episode is going to make me look badass. Like I'm going to look so... Tommy yeah. gets a confessional after I win. What? And I never win anything. Like, okay, I, I wanted that, and I, I'm glad I got that moment um, because I'm not athletic and I don't win shit. But I, I truly, um, I, I, I just think that they couldn't. It was hard to highlight me. I think if I ever get a chance to go back, that they will do better with that. For me, so when I first watched Survivor, like I said, Survivor 39 was my first season. And so to be honest, I didn't really know the game. I didn't really know the gameplay. It was my first time actually watching. So having a rewatch and be able to look out for Lauren and what is Lauren doing? How is Lauren impacting the game? I was able to see how you really did impact the game, but the production mm-hmm. wasn't really able to show that. But I liked rewatching it now that I knew the game I knew what to look for and honestly you were very underrated thank you yeah, yeah I yeah. know yeah, yeah, you really were. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but so speaking of that that vote right after you won immunity where Karishma ended up going home honestly I was really confused even to this day I went to look at Wikipedia as to where the votes fell only Janet Dan and Karishma were the ones who voted for Nora there was a whole pandemonium and it looked like you were working with Dan but then you guys were not on the same side of the votes so how did that really like what who was on what I can't even vocalize the question because it still is very confusing to me okay so let me tell you guys this the reason why you guys always see us counting on our fingers is because we're always counting on vote possibilities so the reason why our alliance voted three on Nora and then where did the rest go? Karishma? Karishma. So yes. that was in the event that Karishma had another little something something so somebody else would go home. Idol. So we always okay. we always had a plan. We always had a foolproof plan as long as we were all being honest to each other that we were not going to go home. So we always would throw a vote here, a vote there. I think when Elizabeth went home, it was the same kind of weird thing where we put one vote on someone. Just in the, and everybody was saying the same thing. They were like, what the hell was going on? And I know a lot of people are really confused about Karishma's vote and why we didn't vote out Nora in that moment. In hindsight, you guys, I will say, I wish that I had let my... Anger, I actually just remembered, I was actually really mean to Krishma at that tribal. I feel so bad. I love her to death. But um, I do. I love her to pieces now. And I, listen, Krishma and I will stand by this forever. She was Poor Krishma. Like, she, she was a punching bag the whole time. Well, I was a Krishma oh stand on. So Here, here's, the, here's the thing. I think that there, there's two sides to it because I think we're, we're getting to know each other. But I think, too, like if you're hard to live with and Karishma will tell you this, it was difficult to live with her out there. And that's what it became. It was like we it just, that's what it was. And so everybody was so confused about why we didn't send Nora home. And I wish that I had talked to Karishma because Karishma tried to tell me that Nora was being shady and I didn't believe her. I was like, oh, no, Nora would never do that. But I couldn't trust what Karishma mm-hmm. was saying because Karishma was always a free agent in the game. And so, you and you know now, Champagne, watching, you can't have a free agent yep. in the game because they have no loyalty to anybody and they're just voting here and there and everywhere. So at that point, they're sadly, it, everyone was just done with Karishma because they could not trust how she was going to play. And 
this goes back to me telling you guys, like me throwing out Molly's name. Anytime you would go to her and ask her to throw out a name, she would never say one. And for me, that's a red flag. Say something. You give me something. Like yeah, say, even if you don't yeah. mean it, say something. Like, Tommy and I even had a pact that, like, if somebody comes up to me and says, you need to vote Tommy out, I'm going to say, hell yeah, I'm going to cut his throat. Absolutely. He's got to go. Know that I'm not going to do that. Play along with it. To make <laughs> but, you think you're, you're with them. Exactly. And right. so... With, with that whole vote, it does seem confusing, but it's actually not. That is us knowing exactly what the F we were doing with the votes. And that if in the event Karishma had another something, something, Nora would go home. I wish in that moment, because Nora, she ended up taking my, my seat. I love her to death, but that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. So like when you guys are whispering to each other, like what are you like saying? Because like that was like such a chaotic thing. We don't get to see what's being said. It was such a good tribal council. Oh my gosh, everyone was on their feet. So it okay. So what happened? Okay, so let me tell you how this happened. And this is actually probably gonna get Kelly in trouble, but whatever. We're gonna talk about it. So I and I haven't ever said this publicly. I don't think. Um. So she was on the jury, and she was looking at me like this. And I'm like, what is going? And I look behind me and Tommy and Dean are talking. They're whispering. And I'm like, what is going on? So then I look back and I'm like, what, what? And that's when Nora realizes that Dean is telling us that she was trying to vote Tommy out. So that's when everything exploded. And basically Tommy, when Tommy and I got up and whispered, he was like, she's got to go. She's got to go. She's throwing out my name. She's got to go. And he was right. He was right. She, she should have gone. The thing was, Karishma, because remember that was bef- that was that 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 was that that was the night where I was seeing what Karishma was whispering, at, like reading her lips, mm. and she was trying to throw out my alliance's names and saying that these people need to go home, and then she tried to lie about it. So at that point, we were just all so done with her that that's why she went home. But I wish, I wish I had that was that's probably my only mistake. I think I wish that I had pulled Karishma in, and Nora should have gone home. So moving backwards a little bit, yeah. um, the Island of the Idols, like that was the big twist of the season. Obviously in the very beginning, no one knew what it was. People thought there was a million idols on the island. From your perspective and from other people's perspective, once you got towards the middle of the season, close to the merge, after the merge, that kind of time thing, did people know Rob and Sandra were there? Was it a secret? How was that being kept? What was the perception from your perspective? From my perspective, up until the swap, the 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 IOI was like Ghost Island. People were lying and saying that oh. you would go there and play yes. games and crack urns. And Rob and Sandra did yep. tell people not to tell people that they were there. And I'm not sure if they thought it was going to be a cool element or whatever. But because Elaine and I are so similar, which is another friendship you guys didn't get to see, um, she went... To IOI and she was the only one that came back and was like, Lauren, there ain't no games there. Everybody's lying to you. It's Sandra and Rob are there. Because she knew I'm, I'm a survivor nerd. And I, I started screaming. Yeah. And then she was like, but Lauren, you can't go tell everybody. Of course I did. I was so excited. Um, I told Tommy. And then slowly but surely everybody started finding out um, that they were there. So towards the end, we all knew that Rob and Sandra, we didn't know they were watching mm-hmm. the tribal though. I didn't know that till the first episode. So um, I, I wanted to ask and get your opinions on the I don't know fire because I know you've said in the past that you are an old school Survivor fan and you are not a fan of these newer advantages. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if that's completely accurate still, but the I don't know fire kind of saved you, honestly, in this season because yes. Janet put her one vote on you. So what are your 
thoughts towards that uh, as an advantage. The truth of the matter is, I don't believe something like the Idol Nullifier should be able to be played at Final Five. Even though it saved me, and even though did Dean, if he wants to say that that was his one claim to fame, saving me, all right, DK, you got that. But like, <laughs> I just feel like at the end of the game, for Janet's game to come down to a coin toss, that wasn't cool. You know, I mean, yeah. I, you know, I when I. <sighs> I love Janet, but too, like, when I think about game moves, I don't know if they were really there. So then it's like, I don't know. There's so many, like, little things, but I definitely think that, like, we should stop using advantages around, like, seven. I think that that, or maybe loved ones visit, like, just stop with the advantages. Mm -hmm. For sure. That that really seems like a good place to stop because it, it felt like Janet was being built up as, like, the, the dark horse, like, the she was the one who was against Dan, like, she's going to be the one to, like bring like a positive light to the end of the season obviously Tommy still is like, obviously a great winner but she was kind of like the one we it felt like the fans were meant to cheer for and then she gets taken out by an idol nullifier when she thought she was safe like I almost, like I rewatched it I got emotional rewatching it I was like no well because it's one of those <laughs> things where it's, it's sad because you see her like looking at Jack and looking at them on the jury and like she like knows like she's got this because she has an idol I actually knew that she was mm. going to write my name down because Tommy came right and told me and was like J Janet told me she's going to make a big move he's like but don't worry like we got you Dean's going to play his thing. Um, and that was how we worked. That was how Tommy and I's alliance was. Like, I had this side, he had this side, and we would collab and collaborate notes, talk yeah. about it. We had all sides of the game covered at all times. It's too bad two people couldn't win. <laughs> yeah, you guys really were honestly probably one of the most iconic duos. Like, you're up there, honestly, with Amanda and Parv. Oh, I um, love you that. You guys are really up there, That's in my the, opinion, That was such a real. big compliment. Honestly, yeah. truly, like, Tommy and I, we bonded over, like, real-life things. Like, like being bullied and never mm -hmm. fitting in and always wanting to be a part of the crowd and, and just making a stand for our own selves and trying to, like, you know, but see... It's so funny because like those were my boys. Like I, like I was the girl, and like I, I told them what to do. <laughs> I and yeah, like yeah. I, as you should, like, as, as you should. I should. No, but like yeah, it's yeah, funny because yeah. we would be doing challenges. Like I don't know if you guys remember the water one where we're hanging over the water. And Dean is literally looking at me and he's like, should I drop? Like should I drop? Because people don't want to seem like challenge beast. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, falls in the water. So it's like, and yeah, I, wow. they just, they just don't show those things. And I wish that they did. They didn't show me coaching Tommy through Tribal either, but we're not going to talk about that. At Final Tribal, I had to tell him to stop talking. He was doing, yeah. and I knew what the jury wanted. So I was like, stop talking. And he'd be like, am I doing good? Am I doing good? I'm like, yeah. You're <laughs> like, I did. I was like, you should stop. I, I literally was like, stop talking. He was just talking himself into a hole. And then Nora took over. And then it was just, she she dug her own grave, unfortunately. And I was so mad at her that, like, I couldn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. When you were in that fire-making challenge, like, right prior to the Final oh, Trouble Council, what was going through your mind? Like, I can't even imagine the thought process leading up to it, knowing you're going in there, being berated by Nora, um, and then going in there and being told. It's honestly, it's like, it's a double-edged sword because she told you you're the biggest threat to win. I want you out. And then... At the same time, you have to fight for your life and your whole game that you've worked so hard for is on the line on day 38. So what is going through your head in that moment? You know, I was so hurt. But at the, at the, at the, at the end of the day, I knew that Nora was making the best decision for herself. I think it would have been awesome if Nora or I had thought 
hey, we should tell Lauren she's going to fire and then make one of the boys go to fire and that could be a cool game move for you. My mind, I unraveled at the end. Um, you guys saw it. Once she told me to go to fire, I think that I had already accepted that I had lost. Um, and this is not to say, you know, a lot of people love to be like, why would you go on Survivor and not know how to make fire? I knew how to make fire. I made a fire mm -hmm. and it just wasn't yeah. as big as Dean's. I didn't make fire on the island because Janet... Dan and Elaine were all seen as people that would never get past final five because of their ability to make fire. So that was like always a thing. Going into it, I think I was just like, okay, I, I have to try my best and that's all I can do. But like I've been saying this whole time, I'm not an athlete. I don't do well under pressure. Dean played at Columbia at basketball with Kyrie Irving and all these famous people. Like I, he does well under pressure where I don't. And I have to give that to Dean because he did do a great job. But honestly, my nerves just got the best of me and I lost, I lost my training because I didn't even build, which is something that I know how to do. I didn't build something for the fire to catch onto. I just right off the bat started going for it and I could just feel the energy in the room and to have Nora and this breaks, this was like the hardest thing to have her literally standing next to me, cheering against me and, and me like, the love that I had for Nora, as much as like maybe she annoyed me or whatever, was deeper than like just a friend. So like that really hurt me. Um, and that was hard. So that's something that I probably always will get emotional over because it just it it sucked. It's so mm -hmm. hard to see your entire game 38 days come to literally a fire making competition. Like it's so hard yeah. and disheartening to see. Yeah, it's one of those things too where it's like a lot of people will be like, you know, they, they like it or they don't like it. And I guess like it is, it is, you're supposed to be able to survive. But I think that like, I, I feel like it's kind of like the idol nullifier too. Like, it's like, at what point are we going to stop doing this? It's not outwit, outplay, outfire make. Like I played a damn good game. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and then to have Dean like sitting there when he didn't do anything, it's frustrating. It's incredibly yeah. frustrating. And I think that's like where my emotion comes from because I'm just, it's, I fought for 38 days to make it there and then to have it come down mm -hmm. to me not being able to make a fire is just stupid. But I also believe, I don't want to shit on my experience because I also believe that everything happens for a reason. If I had won, I probably wouldn't be doing Survivor Secrets. And I think that it has allowed me, like I said, to fall in love with Survivor again. So I, I feel like everything happens for, and maybe I'll get to play again. Like who knows? Um, but yeah, I, it, it sucks. I, I, I hope I don't see fire making in, in 41. I don't want to see that. It's just annoying. It's so mundane. Like get some, do something else. You think that they might phase that out in the future? Cause it definitely, I think most of like the long-term fans hate it. I'm someone who loves the new, new style of Survivor. Cause I'm, I guess I just, I just recently binge watched all of them in the past two years, but I think that that one twist really, I see why they did it. Cause maybe for a Wentworth type win where she gets taken out at, at right, right before the finale. So I could see why they would want that. But then also you have the double edged sword where for you, you unfortunately get taken out when you put all that hard work. Do you think that you would have, that the votes would have fallen differently had it been a traditional final four? Uh, no, I think none of them wanted to sit next to me. I think I would have gone home. Mm -hmm. I think that there was no way. The only way that my little ass was getting in that final three was by winning individual immunity. That was the only way. And I had a broken toe at individual immunity. So at the last one. Yeah. Oh, really? 
And that, that was a really foot heavy challenge. That was too. literally balancing yeah. using your, so yeah, it was, I was set up for failure to begin with, but yeah, I think the only way it was with me, Janet and Elaine, the only way we would have made it to that spot was, would be to win our way into that spot. Um, you know, this is something that Tommy and I like always would talk about is like, people would say like, well, would you have brought Lauren if you won? And that was like a big thing for our friendship. And he would always tell me yes and tell other people no. And like, I don't know. It's just, the game has so many ins and outs and it's so messy, but you gotta love it. <laughs> it's a whirlwind. Like it's a, it's a roller mo or, oh my gosh, it's a roller coaster of emotions that it you're is. going through the highs, the lows. And then there's the level of uncertainty. You don't know who's telling you the truth. You don't know who's lying to you. Exactly. Exactly. And then you watch it and then it's like, oh my God, this is what, oh my God, this guy. Cause you know, Tommy didn't tell me that he helped Dean make fire until the night before I saw the episode until we were all going to be together. Wow. He didn't tell me that because I think wow. he wasn't sure what was going to be shown. So he was like, I just want to let you know, because like this is what would happen. Previews would come out. And like on one of the previews, he was like, we have to get her out or something like that. And I was like, I, I messaged him and I was like, are you talking about me? And he's like, no, no, I'm talking about Elaine. He was talking about me. Um, but yeah, I, it is. It's an emotional. Like, look at me. I, I, it brings you right back to those moments of like. Feeling yeah, like yeah. you lost everything, you know, that money is life changing. I, I grew up, my, neither of my parents graduated from college. Like I don't have money. Like I have had multiple jobs when I was, when I was applying for survivor, I was finally getting my bachelor's. I had two nanny jobs and I was doing any and every hosting job I possibly could. That money would have been life changing for me. I freaking needed that. Money. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, it just didn't work out that way. And I can't imagine having to watch because that was during the finale. So you're like surrounded by people in full makeup. Like, oh, yeah. Was all oh, it was horrible. You at it, that was, point. it was the finale for me was absolutely horrible. I, I actually had a conversation with Elaine because Elaine and Chelsea are like my girls. So um, I told them and I told Tommy, I said, listen, when we're watching this backstage, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to talk about it. Let me watch it by myself. I'm going to sit in my corner, do my own thing. And then we'll talk later. So we're all in a back room in this green screen room. And I literally sat on the couch in the middle and I watched it and I was bawling my eyes out. It was horrible. And Elaine like came over and I was like, don't do it. And then everybody was like, I was like, just don't touch me. Cause I just can't. Cause I'm going to freak out. And then they freaking come and hand me a script and are like, okay, you got to walk out on stage. They, did you know ahead of time that you were going to be no, on stage No, no, I had no oh idea. Gosh, so I'm what? sitting there crying and this lady's like, here. And I'm like, <gasps> like, bawling oh my, my eyes out. And then oh she's God. like, okay, come on, you're fine, you're fine. And so then she like puts my makeup on. I like finally get myself together. And then I hear Jeff say, another woman that like was so close to the end. And I literally was just like, <gasps> and like, I just oh fell apart. Gosh. And then, like, everybody backstage probably thought I was insane because they were like, oh, my God, is this girl going to be okay? And then I was like, Lauren, you have to pull it together. I went out there. And then when I came back, I completely broke down. And I sat down in a chair. And Boston Rob was back there. And because him and Sandra were about to go on stage. And I was just crying. I had my hands in my, my, you know, face in my hands. And Rob was like, Lauren, I'm bawling. Anytime I talk about Survivor, I cry. Um, I always cry and they make fun feel, of me. I mean, it's an emotional experience. Oh my God, no judgment here. Oh my God, feel free. So he said to me, he's like, you know, Lauren, I played this game and I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about this on TikTok, but he's like, I played this game four times. He's like, 
I had mentored you guys. Like I had to listen to people make fun of me for my wife beating me. I had to come back and lose so many times. He's like, if you want to win Survivor, Lauren, you can win Survivor. And I was like, thank you, Rob. Cause you know, he's not a man of, of many words unless he's like talking about Survivor. So like, it was just for him to say those things to me really meant a lot coming from a legend like him. Um, exactly. Yeah. And it's Boston Rob. I know. You're a super fan of yeah. what? Like, that's like, that'd make anyone cry. I know, I know. And that, and it was, not, it was just, it was such a comforting moment. Cause like throughout that, t- that process, Rob had, cause I think Rob, like he knows who he is in the survivor community, him and Amber. So like yeah. they weren't as active with us. Like they weren't really going out to dinner with us or like, we didn't see them as much as we saw Sandra and like hanging out and all that stuff. Um, so it was just really nice in that moment from somebody who I do admire and have seen as an idol to tell me that if it's something that I want to do, I can. And through Survivor Secrets, that's exactly the hope that I hope to inspire to other kids and other people that think that they can't do it or think that they're not fast enough or skinny enough or tall enough or whatever, um, because that's all bullshit because this Barbie girl made it to fourth place. I don't know how, but if I can do it, other people can win. So yeah. You've already inspired so many people through your TikTok. Like, even your following, like, it's crazy. You've inspired so many people. So to see you be so vulnerable and be so emotional is really just a step forward in the right direction. Thank you. So Shailene, thank every you time that. I cry, like, I'm sure I'll rack my brain over this and being like, oh, my God, I got emotional again on another podcast. But, like, it's <laughs> I'm only emotional because I love the game and I love the people yes. I played with. And... It is the coolest thing that I've ever done in my life. And I will talk about it as much as I want. Um, but yeah, it means a lot to me to hear that. And, and I, I, I want to see people out there playing that, that didn't think that they could. Those are the stories that we want to hear. Cause it's like, cause it's like, who else was like the legend that got off the couch? It's Suri. So like you guys to be even compared to Suri, which honestly you guys are on that level close to each other, fourth place robbed. You know what I mean? Like, so the fact as a super fan, I can't even imagine, um, what it's like to be at that level. And it's probably for you, honestly, I don't know what it's like from your perspective. I can't imagine it feels like that, but from my perspective as a fan, you're up there. So I just wanted to say that. I I just got chills. Like it does not feel like that. I literally say anytime somebody puts me and favorite survivor player in a sentence, I'm like, no, you wrote that wrong. That's not right. But to know, (laughs) to know that means the world to me. And um, I, I can't say enough, like how much the community that I've found on TikTok means to me in all aspects of life. Yeah. Cause it really helped us get to know you. Like, it's like crazy because yes. like, I, I, I like literally, as I said it before, I really didn't know much about you, even though you made it so far. So the fact that you were so interactive with your fans, like I remember I followed you when you only had 700 followers. I, I was like, I was yes, commenting. I was, me too. there wasn't too, yeah, there, <laughs> there wasn't too much of a pool. I was, I was always in those, those survivor secret questions. If you go back, you'll come yes. to my name, but like <laughs> you were just so interactive, even at 700 followers. And I feel like I'm talking to you now on a podcast, but we've set this up. This was a long, this is a long process to get you on here, but I felt like I've known you the entire, what, six months that you've been doing Survivor Secrets, however long it's been, because you're so interactive with your fans. And I really think that's what makes you such an, like you're, you're like the, the modern day, you're, you're taking it to a new level of, of what makes a Survivor player legendary, right? Um, I think once you play again, if you get that chance, which I am sure you will, like you really have made waves within the Survivor community, 
like you're going to be that front runner, right? People are going to be looking at you, which I wanted to ask you as well. You think that that might hurt you in the future, your newfound clout that you got? I absolutely think that, yeah, I definitely think there will be people gunning for me. Uh, there are certain men <clears throat> specifically that I know will be gunning for me. Um, <laughs> oh. However, oh. however, <laughs> um, I think through the survivor community, I've been able to build strong enough bonds where hopefully I'll be able to hang on at least until the merge. Um, but no, you saying that life, like I, Karishma even messaged me the other day. Um, she was like, girl, I was just looking at your TikToks and she's like, I'm so impressed with how you respond to everybody. Like, that's so amazing. And she, yes. she said to me, she's like, that's why you're doing so well because people do feel connected to you. Um, and, and that's the best compliment that I can get, especially like in the line of work that I want to do, because if I can't connect to you through a screen, I can't connect to you in person. So how the hell am I going to host anything? Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. to me. Yeah. Wow. I mean, hopefully you don't get targeted for that. We'll be cheering for you. Actually, she's one thing I wanted to mention when I mentioned threat. earlier. Everyone loves her. Yeah. She's going to be such a social Everyone loves threat. You. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Actually, let me tell you something. I accidentally got you like upset. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. So when Ozzy first started making TikToks. Oh like, my on, God. On he so it's let me tell you this whole story hear this out you're probably gonna hate me listen to this so he was like on tiktok live and i com and someone else commented they were like 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 what do you like like will you ever collab with lauren and he's like who's lauren i don't know who that is and then then someone followed up later oh lauren from survivor like 39 oh I, yeah i know her but then I was on your live one day and I like said that, like just like kind of like the clickbait where he said he didn't know who you were. And then you like got really upset about it, which rightfully so. And then I was like trying to clarify, like, no, Lauren, like, no, like he eventually clarified. And then, you, but you didn't see it because there was like, there was like a hundred people live. So like my thing kept getting fun. I was like, Lauren, no, I kept saying it over and over again. And I was like, sorry, like I didn't mean to do this. I wasn't so trying to So I totally anything, ran with it because beef. every time I talk about Ozzy, I'm like, yeah, Ozzy, he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> every time, every single time I say that, but you know what? It's fine. Ozzy's the kind of guy where, like, <laughs> he probably would get a kick out of it. Next time I meet him, I'm going to be like, hi, I'm Lauren Ashley Beck from season 39. Um, but no, it's only because as I want said, as yeah, I want him to know who I am. I mean, hello, you are Ozzy from Survivor. Um, but yeah, yeah. yeah, as he should. Okay, well, I'm glad you cleared the air. I won't say that anymore. <laughs> okay, I know. I felt so bad. I'm glad I could clarify that. Um, so... In, in your future career, what's what's it looking like for you? I know you were working for that bingo place. We don't talk about them anymore, right? We're over them. They disrespected you. They don't deserve even to be discussed. So what's what's looking, what, what any future projects you got going on? What should we look forward to, to to support you with? So as far as Survivor Secrets are concerned, I want to let you guys know, I have started putting feelers out to see if I could do an after show for CBS, like Andrea Belke and Parv did. So where I could like interview contestants as they come off the show show talk to them do recaps of the show so i'm hopeful for maybe season right. 41 and 42 i'll get to do that there's a lot of things that go into that um if they don't do mm -hmm. it i'll do it on my own youtube channel um and then what i have been doing lately i've been doing a lot of influencing which is has been paying my bills is like shallow as it can sound it's <laughs> and I, I i generally try to like promote products that I use. Like I don't want to be just getting free shit. There are people out there that just want that free shit right. is nice, but it gets old. It's like, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Um, so yeah. And, and right now for me, it's just kind of like, I'm hurrying up and waiting. I'm auditioning a lot for a lot of different kids game show hosting spots. Um, I have an audition today for some, it was like a, 
uh, Bill Nye, but the female version, which like I think I'd be great at. Yeah. So Ooh, like and you'd be Bill Nye. Nye. Yeah. Like I, I, yeah. So I have that today. Um, and but auditions, you know, they're so far and few between. And then it's one of those things where it's like they don't call you if you don't get the spot, so you don't really know. Um, so yeah, I'm just kind of waiting, looking around, trying to find a new gig. Um, so yeah, I'm hopeful that something will come around, but I think as long as I keep up with my survivor secrets, I've been doing, so yesterday I had a shoot, um, for this, I'm doing what's called user generated content. And basically it's like Mm. you make ads for companies. So it's like influencing, but you don't have to post it on your page. They post it for you and that pays Mm-hmm. really well so that's why I texted you yesterday yeah. and I was like Lave, can we please nice. yeah, I, no reschedule problem. because I need to get this coin um, and I'm so glad that yeah. I did because what ended up happening was um, it was influencing for this this painting company they were so sweet and they were like um, what they do is they they support artists and they send them on trips to take different pictures around so they were like we'll pay you and we'll give you stuff for your apartment for your new apartment because I just moved Um, but then as I was leaving, the camera guy was like, Hey Lauren, so are you a host? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I just quit my job. And he was like, well, we're really trying to step into the hosting world. And I was wondering like, if if this is something like, what's your experience? So I told him like, I've done red carpets and for NBC and all that stuff. And I was like, but I would love to talk with you guys. So they were like, um, we're going to touch base next week about me doing influencing for them on TikTok, And then hopefully the way that I got the connection was through my friend's roommate and uh, my friend's roommate messaged me and was like, he's really fighting for you to get that hosting position. So, yes. So fingers crossed for you. We'll, we'll, yes. we'll, be, we'll manis- yes. we're manifesting yes. for you Manifest. too. Manifest, yes. Yes, yes, you. Yes. Yes. you, you. I, I can't wait to see, to see Lauren and I on my screen. I'm, yes. I'm looking forward to it. Lauren and I. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Listen, wait, what'd you say? What'd you call it? I said Lauren Nye. I can see Lauren Nye, the science gal, gal on my screen. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, but one way or another, listen, I just, my dad says I have the gift of gab for a reason. I love to talk. I love to be in front of a camera. That It's what I'm supposed to do. And I enjoy, um, like, red carpets are fun and meeting celebrities are cool. But what I truly enjoy is this. I love to talk and connect with people. I love real people. I want to meet real people. Um, so as long as I get to do that in whatever capacity, I'm happy. I couldn't imagine someone saying no to you. Like, I genuinely can't imagine that. Who yeah. wouldn't want you? Like, are you kidding me? Like, you have so much for your future going for you. Like, I can't even, like, describe it. Like, I'm not even just saying that to say that. Like, I there's so much hope for you. And I really needed like, this today because sure. I woke sure. up sad. So I, I really appreciate you saying that, Champagne. I really, really do. Just remember that lesson you learned that you told us everything happens for a reason from Survivor. Same thing in your everyday life. Obviously, you're you're older than us, so you've had way more experience than us. But like from my personal life, my my 19 years of living, it's true, right? I'm only in college, but I know this for you too. Like you have, you're just so just talking. To you. We've talked for over an hour at this point, and it feels like I've talked to you for 15 minutes. So like <laughs> it, like it. I just know that like. I'm excited to be from a fan from the 700 follower mark. I'm excited to see you into the millions. I just, I know you'll be amazing. Thank you so much, Lathan Champagne. You guys are so sweet. Love you. All right. So Lauren, is there anything else that we haven't talked about today that you want to share with our listeners? Um, you know, no, I'm excited for season 41 and 42. You know, I know a lot of people are really bummed about this 
29 days potential thing. 29 but, days. You know, I think. Uh, that, I know we talked about that. Yeah, before. I think I'm excited though. I just want to see what they're going to do. Like, I'm hopeful. You know, I feel yeah. like, like you said, like you like modern day Survivor. You're you're into what they're doing. And so I'm kind of curious to see what new exciting things they do, what old school things they bring back. I really do think they have been listening to fans in terms of like having 50% black indigenous people of color in front of and behind the camera. Having, yes. You know, so I yes. think I, I am very hopeful for the future of Survivor. I think if they tap into Gen Z and start reaching out to people that are your age, Lathan Champagne, they need to do that. If they hire people like me to help them with their social media, they'll be good to go. Yes. Um, I don't want to see Survivor end at season 50. And I think where shows like The Bachelor and Bachelorette have done so well with the younger generation because they've tapped into what you guys are on. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I'm hopeful for the future, but I'm excited for 41 and 42. And I, I know some people, so, uh, be on the lookout on my TikTok for, um, who to root for. Okay. Oh, I mean, anyone you root for, I'm rooting for. Yeah. (laughs) All right. It was great talking to you today, Lauren. So let our listeners know where can they find you on social media if they don't already know. So I am very on brand. I'm at Lauren Ashley Beck on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, which is the most important one that I love so much. Um, and then yeah, of course. Wow, what a great conversation. Um, It was so great hearing all the inside info that Lauren was able to give to us. But that wraps up our interview with Lauren Ashley Beck today. Thanks so much to Lauren for joining us. We had such a great time talking with you today. And we have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what we made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. You guys can find me on TikTok at LOLLath and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you guys have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week um, with a reality talk. Bye.